What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. Today, we are joined by Ed Oliver. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, I mean, it's been a pretty crazy weekend for the Washington Commanders. Just a week in general, the Washington Commanders playing their first preseason game of the year, first game of the year against the Cleveland Browns. We have many takeaways to go over from that game. Plus, we're also going to look ahead towards the end of this episode in terms of Ravens joint practices coming up and also that Monday night football against uh, Sam Howell against, of course, the 24 now game winning preseason game winning streak for the Baltimore Ravens. That is going to be a great one. But yeah, let's just get started here. Commanders and Browns. First off, what was one thing that you just what was the main thing that you took away from this game? Um, you, you obviously got to look at the quarterback position. I love the way how Sam was poised and he was calm in a pocket. Um, he has a Darius Smith coming at him pretty quick, getting past Andrew Wiley a couple times. And you had the holding on Andrew Wiley where there was a safety. Uh, and I thought he handled the pressure really well. He got out of the pocket the first drive. He ran on a third and eight and got a first down. Uh, he found Curtis Samuel for a nice play where Curtis Samuel ran up for and got, and got a first down, had some uh, yak yards after the catch there. And then, uh, I know it was against the second string defensive line where they took Darius Smith out. Miles Garrett didn't play, but I still got to give Sam credit. That was a beautiful pass to Jahan Dotson. The fourth and three, that was a nice pass to Cole Turner. Him and Cole Turner, they already have great chemistry and a good connection. Mm-hmm. I thought Eric Bieniemy drew up some good plays to get Sam out of the pocket because Sam's going to have to roll out a lot. He's going to have to do some bootlegs and get out of the pocket with this offensive line uh, with some of the pressure that they gave up already that we saw against the Browns. So he's going to have to be moving around a lot and improvising. So uh, I like what I saw, man. I thought he did a good job out there. I thought he had control and command of the offense. Uh, no pun, of, pun intended there. Uh, so I, I liked everything I saw from Sam, honestly. I had nothing. And he threw the ball away. When when he didn't have anything available, he got rid of the ball, threw the ball away. He took what the defense gave him. So I, I thought I really liked what I saw from Sam. Yeah, I mean, Sam Howell, it basically did everything you could have asked him to do pretty much through that first three possessions, I want to say, that he played for. So, I mean, especially with the pressure that was on him, like you said, Zadarius Smith, along with other other players on that uh, Cleveland Browns defensive line. The Browns, because of the 76-minute rain delay that, that happened before the game, they were supposed to play most of their starters, but instead, Miles Garrett didn't play, Nick Chubb didn't play, Amari Cooper didn't play, among some other people. So that is definitely something to take note of. But yeah, Sam Howell, to me... His best play came on that fourth and three, the pass to Cole Turner. He looked, um, he went through his reads very well, felt the pressure, rolled out to his right, and made a very solid throw on the run off balance to Cole Turner for a pickup of, I think, 15 yards or so. So that was, again, he was under pressure for a good, a majority, definitely through the first two possessions, he was under pressure pretty much every play. And the third possession, it got a little bit better as the Browns took off their starters and put in more of their backups. But overall, Sam Howell did a very solid job. I do want to mention um, on that first possession, that one sack that he did take, I think that was kind of one of his welcome to the NFL moments. Because, I mean, looking back at the All-22 of it, he had his receiver open for some reason, didn't take it. I don't really know why, and he was just too still in the pocket um, before it was too late. Had that free rusher, so I, I didn't. I don't really know. What were your thoughts on the on the sack and on the first possession? Um, yeah, they sent a blitz because the cornerback got a he yeah. got a sack there. Yeah, yeah he, he probably should have. You know, he did have the running back. I want to say it was Gibson, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. 
he did have him open. So that's something he's got to learn there. Just take what the defense gives you. You know, if you got the running back open, just hit him in the flats. Um, but other than that, that was probably like the only bad thing I could really say about Sam. Yeah. Also, I believe on that play, he also had Terry open yeah. that where the cornerback was blitzing from. So he had multiple options, but he kind of just froze up a little bit. And it was it was a play right after the um, the holding call on Andrew Wiley. Right, so yeah. it, it, that drive definitely went downhill after the first few plays. But yeah, overall, looked very promising from Sam Howell. Has your confidence in him grown over this game, or do you think it's just too too small of a sample size to make a it, prediction? That's that's a good question. It is too soon to just base it on on a preseason game, and then the Dallas game. It was one game, but he, he looked he looked pretty good against Dallas as well. Last year's preseason, he looked good too. He had some really good yeah. games against Baltimore. The Panthers game, he had a good game in the second half. Um, trying to think who else we played. The Chiefs, he was yeah. he was fine in that game too. So, but it looks like he's a guy that's not scared of the moment. He looks like he's a guy that's very confident. He's poised. Um, he, he's not he's not a guy that's going to, you know, throw up all over himself. But he looks like he's a guy that, that kind of has been there, done that. He looks very mature out there, too. So that's what I love about about Sam. Um, I think he's a guy that, that's ready for the moment for sure. So, yeah, um, but just, this, this, this game, I, I like what I saw. I like what I saw, mm-hmm. especially with a lot of – because the, the Browns defensive line is a really, really good defensive line. Yeah. yeah he did not look like that was just his second ever – career start so mm-hmm. that that was definitely um or it started in the nfl so that was definitely good stuff from him some other guys that stood out to me that we can go over so what we'll say on the offensive side of the ball i think chris chris rodriguez the sixth round pick out of kentucky made some he was one of the guys where i know a lot of guys stood out but i'm not seeing a lot of people talk about him that as much as they should be he had five carries for 40 yards and Averaging eight yards per carry with the offensive line that was up was up and down and kind of a roller coaster all night that was there. I mean, he was looking like Brian Robinson from last year in terms of carrying guys an extra two three yards. What are your thoughts on his performance? I like him a lot. I liked him. I liked him when we drafted him out of the sixth round in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs hard, man. He's a tough yeah. runner. He's not a guy that's you know, that's really going to make you miss but he runs hard. He's going to carry a couple of people on his back and he's going to get those tough yards. Like he's not going to, it's going to take a couple guys to bring him down. Uh, he does. He is similar to B Rob in a sense where uh, he, he's just a tough runner, a mean runner, and he's going to carry guys. Like he's always going to be moving forward. He's always going to move forward and move the chains. And that's what I love about Rodriguez a lot. Uh, but he looked good, man. Eight yards of carry. Like every time he, he's explosive out of the backfield too. Like looking at his, looking at some of his numbers from Kentucky uh, he was the high, he was the highest graded PFF player in the SEC as a running back. So I mean that that's that means that's that's a that's a good number for him too. I mean I know PFF a lot of people you know you can take it with a grain of salt, but um, Chris Rodriguez I, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna get a lot of playing time this year. I think he's gonna get a lot of yeah. snaps. I know we have a a, a a lot of guys in the running back room that need touches like Gibby. No, I don't mean to call him Gibby, but yeah, <laughs> Antonio Gibson, <laughs> Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, Rodriguez. They're going to get a lot of touches. So, I mean, he's going to be a bruiser back. And I want to see him on, you know, third and one situations, fourth and one situations. You can switch it up. Of course, b Rob's going to be your go-to guy on the goal line. But Rodriguez looks like a guy that's going to be a tough guy to bring down too. So you have a couple guys. If, if, if b Rob's tired uh, and you want to get that first and fourth and one, you just you just have a lot of talent in that running back room right now. So I, I love what I saw from, from his debut. He is a guy that hasn't been talked about a lot at all. Yeah, I, I think. And um, one thing I'll say, the knock on him too was in minicamp, a lot of people said he was out of shape. The enemy was yelling at him a lot, and he looks like a different guy from then. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he, I mean, in training camp as well, he was also incorporated a little bit into the receiving game as well, more more than uh, Brian Robinson. So I think that definitely could he could be kind of a mixture of Brian Robinson and then not, of course, to the point of Antonio Gibson, but in terms of his, they could possibly play uh, use him in space a little bit as well. So mm-hmm. that is something I definitely uh, want to keep an eye on. A guy like Jahan Dawson as well, who really stood out, Man, that one drive, that third possession, he was it was a great it was a great night for him. That one catch as well. His route running is special. It's it's really so fun to watch. And then rewatch again on the all twenty two is incredible. What are your thoughts on Dotson? I love Jahan, man. Uh, I love that pick. I love that trade with the Saints where we got Jahan, mm-hmm. Sam, Cole Turner, Brian Robinson. Yeah. Uh, I really like that trade a lot. In the broadcast, he said, don't put a safety on him. And yeah. that was the worst thing they could do. They put a safety on him. He took advantage of that. So he's going to have a really good season. He just has to stay healthy. He's He had seven touchdowns last year. Like, he was leading all rookies in touchdowns for a long time, but he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has, yeah, he was our red zone target. Like, the first game of the season against the Jaguars, he had a beautiful – like, he's a really, really good route runner. Good hands, too. He can adjust. He has a nice spin move against the Giants where he, he juked a couple guys, got a touchdown. So I think the sky's the limit for him. I think he's a breakout candidate for sure. And uh, him and Terry and Jahan, man, they're going to be a nasty trio. Like, I love our receiving core. I love our – there's so much talent on this receiving core. And Jahan's going to be so good, man. Like, I, yeah. I, I can't wait to see. Like, Sam has a lot of weapons, man. It's just the old line just has to give him a little bit of time. Yeah. And he, he's got Terry. He's got Jahan, Curtis. Deami's, Deami's playing yeah. better in camp. Maybe even Cole Turner because Cole, Cole Turner, Turner looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and Pringle like, looked good too. So I mean, mm-hmm. Pringle makes the team. I mean, he, he's got some guys to throw the ball to for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it is not one of those scenarios where you can blame the weapons around him because he's got weapons everywhere to throw to. All right, we're going to kind of switch over to the defensive side of the ball now, some guys that we liked. In terms of myself, Christian Holmes really stood out to me. He had multiple tackles. Um, he also had, I think, two pass breakups as well in the game. Uh, again, a seventh, a former seventh-round pick, uh, it was kind of almost fighting for maybe a roster spot heading into training camp. I feel like there's a pretty good chance now he makes the 52-man roster. Christian Holmes, yeah, I, I think he can. He's he's good in special teams too. But yeah, he was he was he he put, he put some hard hits out there like yeah. every time he made some hits where you know he made some receivers drop the ball too. So he was there everywhere. Uh, I think he can make the roster as, especially with special teams too. I think he can make a he can make a mark on special teams. Can he break out? It's really between him and Percy Butler as guys that are going to make more of an impact this year, for sure. But I, I love what he did. He was flying over all over the field. He was yeah. at the right place at the right time. He certainly made an impact. Yeah, speak, yeah. Speaking of Percy Butler too, the interception for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another guy who's going to definitely his role is definitely going to increase this year on the defensive side. We saw him mainly as a gunner on special teams or like defending a gun on special teams, but definitely on the defensive side of the ball, his role will increase. I mean, based on this one game, he was out there. He was like the the, the third safety behind Cam Curl and Derek Forrest. It wasn't Quan Martin. It was um, Percy Butler. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Also on the defensive side of the ball, I think F.A. Obata did it. I think F.A. Obata is one of the most underrated players in the NFL right now. I, I truly believe that the end of last season for him was incredible. He was probably his best like portion of a season that he's had in his career so far. And he came out during the preseason game and he was applying pressure after pressure on whoever the backup quarterback was in, in the game for Cleveland. So what are your thoughts on F.O. Bottas' performance? 
Uh, I thought he was good as well. I love how he has positional flex where mm-hmm. you know, Ron Rivera's favorite two words where he can be a defensive end, he can be a defensive tackle, uh, yeah. solid run stopper as well. I like what he did. Uh, I like what Andre Jones did. He had, a, yeah. he had a nice tackle for loss too where he blew up a play and then the mm-hmm. kicker missed the kick. So he made a big impactful play to make them lose yardage. To put the kicker uh, – the kicker was still in range, but, you know, that, I guess that helped, helped the kicker miss, miss yeah. the kick. And um, James Smith-Williams, I thought he looked pretty good. He, he got a sack out there, so I thought he was pretty impactful. Um, so I, I thought a lot of guys made their mark for sure. Um, Percy Butler, I love how you brought him up too. He got the interception, and he he, he made a nice run after it too. So um, yep. it's unfortunate Jacoby threw the interception. But I think, I think Percy Butler is a guy that can have a Derek Forrest kind of breakout season where Derek Forrest, we were just waiting on him to break out. He finally broke out. I think Percy Butler will definitely get some more opportunities this season to, to break out. So, yeah, I'm going to go back to the defensive line. Uh, we talked about F.A. Obata and stuff. I brought up this question on Twitter earlier today, actually, and it got some mixed reactions. Hmm. I Do you think K.J. Henry could possibly be on the chopping block for the Washington Commanders? Could he be a surprise cut? I don't, I don't see that happening. I think they need him, especially with Chase Young. I'm not going to say, you know, knock on with Chase Young. He just had a stinger. He had an ACL injury last year, so they're going to need that depth. And they traded up to get KJ Henry, so I don't see them releasing him. His, I mean, not releasing him, but cutting him. Yeah. And I think if you do cut him, then I think a team is definitely going to take him. I know a lot of times where we release guys, teams don't really pick them up. Like AGG, nobody picked him. We were we were able to bring yeah. AGG back on the practice squad. Jared Patterson. Um, like Jared Patterson. I know there's some other guys too that we released, and you know we were able to bring him back on the practice squad. I don't think, I, personally, I don't know if that will happen with KJ Henry. I yeah. think somebody may actually try to get him. Honestly. Uh, like John Ridgeway, when the Cowboys cut, they yeah, John Ridgeway did not make the fifty-three man roster, and then we picked him up on waivers. The Cowboys thought they could bring him back on the practice squad, so they lost a really a good player, a good rotational mm-hmm. piece, and we picked up John Ridgeway. And Ridgeway, he had a pretty good season for yeah. for a guy for a late round pick uh, last year. I thought he had a couple good moments. I like the scooplex that he had, but KJ Henry, I think the speed, the explosiveness. I think they're going to need that, and you always need depth. I'm looking at the depth chart right now. It's James Smith Williams and Casey Tuhill. But I, I think they definitely need that depth. You know, give Montez Sweat a little bit of a break, Chase Young a little bit of a little bit of a break uh, here and there. So I, I just don't see that happening. I don't see them cutting KJ. Yeah, I brought this up because again, Andre Jones had a very good game on mm-hmm. Friday night, and then also FA Obata as well with his he can play both outside and inside. I mean, this edge this edge room is pretty deep. Like guys like Casey Tuhill and James Smith Williams, both of them had, I think, over two sacks last year. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys that can contribute, and I'm not sure how many edge rushers Washington wants to keep on the roster or how many defensive linemen Washington wants to keep on the roster. But again, KJ Henry didn't have the greatest of performances on Friday. And so I know it's only one game, but definitely he probably needs to have some better performances either in joint practices or training camp or in other preseason games because if Andre Jones keeps on playing like he played on Friday night I do think that KJ Henry possibly like the chances are still pretty slim but he could definitely fall down the depth chart at least if uh, Andre Jones and others keep on improving Mm -hmm. yeah I would definitely have to see more but Mm -hmm. I I think I think they they traded up for him, so I feel yeah. like they really really want to see him on the field. So I think it will come down to that to draft status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So one more thing before we get to the stuff that wasn't so great on Friday night. How did you like Eric Bieniemy's game plan? It was his first game calling calling plays for Washington and calling plays uh, in the NFL. Well, what did you like from his uh, 
from his um game plan. Uh, I really like the toss play to Brian Robinson. That was a good play. That was effective. That worked. The run plays with Chris Rodriguez, Chris Rodriguez really worked. I thought the play calling was fine. Uh, I thought Sam made some really good plays. He made it really easy for him, getting got, uh, scheming guys open as well. Curtis Samuel got open. Terry got open. Uh, Jahan got open at that touchdown pass. I thought that was scheming really well. And I really love that they went for it on fourth down because it's a preseason game. So they could have been like, oh, just forget it. We're just going to punt the ball or kick a field goal. I can't remember. I think they were they were out of field goal range, actually. Yeah, it was like around midfield, I think. Yeah, so they, they would have had to they just they had no choice really to go for it. Now, Ron, we've seen Ron be conservative on fourth downs where he's just like, okay, I'm just going to punt it. I, I think Eric Bienemy, I don't know who made the call to go for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. I think Bienemy wanted to go for it on fourth down. So I love that. I love that play call getting Cole Turner open. He's really he's really targeting the tight ends. He wants to get the ball to the tight ends. And the play where Andrew Wiley held, John Bates was wide open. John Bates yep. dropped a wide open pass. So if Andrew Wiley holds up on his block, then John Bates should have caught that pass. And that would have been a first down right there. So I had no problems with Eric Bienemy. I thought Eric Bienemy did a good job of getting Sam out of the pocket and improvising because we've seen Scott Turner where Carson went against the Eagles where he just kept dropping them back every time. And the Eagles got nine sacks in that game. So Scott Turner, we didn't really see him make a lot of adjustments. And I thought we saw Eric Benemy already make adjustments in, in one half, in one quarter, yeah. in a preseason game. So I really like that a lot, especially with the comments that Ron Rivera made. And, and, of course, the media and myself, you know, I was like looking at that. I was like, okay, is something going on behind closed doors? Like, is there some concern that we need to be uh, uh, about here with, Players mm-hmm. going to Ron and complaining about or concern, quote unquote, about Eric Benemy. So I, I loved what Eric did uh, on, yep. on Friday night. Yeah, I think his scheme. I mean, we, we got to see him motion in like an actual game for the first time, implementing mm-hmm. the actual like personnel that Washington has. And one thing that really stood out to me was the amount of screens that he ran. I knew this was coming too because like this is what he did in Kansas City. But the amount of screens that he ran definitely was a little bit interesting to me. I think that um, the wide receivers and basically everyone needs to get better at blocking in terms of blocking in space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the offensive line, like the, the screens to me were a little bit slow to develop and it kind of like some of them didn't really go anywhere because of it. So mm-hmm. I think um, – Sam, like if, if they want to keep on running these screens that take longer, the, the offensive linemen have to pull outside and stuff, and it takes a little bit longer to develop. I think the wide receivers, the tight ends, the offensive line, pretty much everyone needs to step up their block, the blocking game at least a little bit because um, there's some there's some of those plays where it was just kind of like, okay, that didn't really do anything, and then they ran it again, and that didn't really do anything. It wasn't really during those first few possessions, but it was more towards when the second and third team came on. But, uh, yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on, in my opinion, for the rest of the preseason. So, yeah, anything else you want, want to say about the um, people that start out to you? Uh, on, in a good way or, or – In a good way, yeah. In a, in a good, good way, way. okay. Um, in a good way, I think that's really uh, – Sam Cosby had a couple good plays. Yep. I saw some people posting some clips online where he was going up against the Darius Smith. I thought – I thought he made some good plays. Um, I didn't hear anything bad from Chris Paul, so I thought yeah. you know, he did some sure. good things yeah. out there. Um, defensive Emmanuel Forbes, we got to talk about the tackle. I thought oh, the yes. tackle that mm-hmm. was a heck of a tackle, especially yeah. by a guy who you know is is you know he, he just he's a skinny guy, and a lot of mm-hmm. people were were when, when we drafted him, everybody was concerned about how small he is, how skinny he is, does he need to gain weight, et cetera, et cetera. And the first thing he does is make a big play on the goal line. 
So yeah. we don't we don't make that goal line stop without him on third down, and then Montez Sweat Montez Sweat gets the stop on fourth down. So I was very happy with the Mayo Forbes. He, he wasn't really tested in the passing game. Like they didn't really throw his way yeah, on it. I don't. I don't think he got a single target at the time. Yeah, he wasn't targeted at all. And then Amari Cooper didn't play, so I, I wanted to see him go up against Amari because Amari is a really good route runner. But mm-hmm. everything else was was fine from from a male Forbes. I was impressed from him. Uh, and, and that's that's about it. Chase Young. Yeah. I wish he would have wrapped up on the tackle, yeah. but yeah. his pass rush move looked good. Like he got right yeah. past Jared Wills. I was mm-hmm. very happy with him and what he did. And then everybody else was kind of so-so because on the defensive side of the ball because you know we we got ran we yeah. got ran on the whole drive. I mean that was yeah. that drive looked very easy and that's that's not good at all. Uh, so mm-hmm. I was concerned about that. But Byron Pringle looked good. I loved the catch from him. Marcus Camp, the catch that didn't count, that was a really nice catch. That yeah. was heck of a catch. Uh, it's, it's, that was unfortunate that it, that it did not count. Mm-hmm. And uh, Casimir Allen punt return, even though there was a penalty called on it. Yeah. I like what he did because I mean it, it's not it doesn't take much to look more effective and, and better than Hex yeah. Mill. But yeah, that 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 was a breath of fresh air from Casmir Allen to see somebody run fast mm-hmm. with the punt return and actually make yeah. a couple moves and juke moves. I love that. Yeah, I don't think we've seen a punt return that long in a at least all last season. That was probably our longest punt return. So um <laughs> yeah. But yeah, overall, uh, I think there was definitely a lot more ups. We'll get into the downs in a second, but a lot more ups than downs, in my opinion, for this game and for this team, which is always good to see. But yeah, the, there was players that played well, and we talked about some of them a little bit, but there's been players that did not play well as well, including uh, Andrew Wiley, I think, was the main one on the first mm-hmm. two possessions, those two holding calls, especially the one in the end zone that results in the safety. It was not great. I, I put on the rundown, I put the offensive line play looking back at it. It wasn't horrible. Like, it was bad, in my opinion, but it wasn't as bad as some people made it sound on, on like, game night on when it, when it happened live. So what are your thoughts on the offensive line as a whole? And do you think – like, who struggled and who do you think did pretty well? Yeah, I think you're right. When you look back at it as a unit, the whole unit wasn't bad. We've mm-hmm. seen times where the whole unit was bad last year, like Andrew Norwell and uh, Trey, Trey Turner, Turner. <laughs> yeah. Leno getting beat against the Giants, giving up, you know, big mm-hmm. uh, uh, Thibodeau, K1 Thibodeau beating um, Charles Leno a couple yeah. times. We've seen it. We saw it all last year. Yeah. The Eagles game, the whole performance was just bad from left to right. Um, but I, I think I think Chris Paul was fine. I think uh, Leno actually wasn't as bad. He didn't give up any, you know, sacks or, or many pressures like he did last year. Uh, Chris Paul was fine. Nick Gates, I had no problems with him. The snaps were good. I heard in training camp that he's been snapping yep. the ball really, really high and sometimes oh, yeah. low. Mm-hmm. He's, he's had problems with that, so I didn't see any problems with that. I think, and I, I thought Sam Cosme did a, a fine job as well. But Wiley, yeah, the two, the penalty, the holding penalty, and the first one is a penalty. Well, really, just both holding penalties definitely hurt us for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, the offensive line definitely is is the biggest concern of the, of the roster for sure. So Andrew Wiley's on the list. Uh, John Bates, the drop, the drop even though it didn't count, that that yeah. definitely hurt us. Yeah, he should have caught that. You got to catch that. Uh, he's not a pass catching tight end anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm not really you know. But I don't, I don't care who you are. You still got to catch the football. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll just stay with the offensive side right now. Uh, Jacoby, the interception. I thought overall Jacoby yeah. was fine. The pass, mm-hmm. the pass to Byron Pringle was a really good pass, and uh, the touchdown run was nice as well. I mean, that was the easiest touchdown run I've ever seen. But, yeah. but he he showed a little bit of speed there. 
And uh, just the interception. I thought it was an unnecessary interception. I get it. It's the end of the half. But they still had time on the clock. And I, I didn't think he need to, needed to really throw up a lollipop pass like that. I thought that was a little unnecessary from him, him being a yep. veteran quarterback as well. I know it's the preseason, but still, like, I think he should have should have been. I think he could have made a better decision than that. So that's the only problem where they had. Other than that, I thought Jacoby was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked how he was. He definitely looked. I felt the most comfortable out of really any quarterback, Browns included, um, in that game. In, most comfortable in terms of like, I guess I get no pun intended, but like commanding the huddle mm-hmm. and <laughs> um, and stuff like that. So um, yeah, he he looked really comfortable. And again, he's a some of the most experience out of any quarterback playing in that game but um yeah he looked really comfortable which i really liked i will say i know we're talking about the bad things right now but this was one thing that just like i just thought about there weren't any procedural like false starts uh offsides none of that from washington which i can't remember the last game where we didn't have a false start mm-hmm. or i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think we had one the entire game yeah like we had again. We had some holding calls here and there on both sides of the ball, but like false starts didn't happen. Illegal formations didn't happen. I mean, that's that's one of the big differences I, I feel between Scott Turner and Eric Bieniemy. I know Bieniemy makes them rerun plays and where they line up wrong or they're not uh, running to the line of scrimmage or in between the huddle and stuff. So, I mean, that's really paying off. Is that there? There was zero false starts and zero legal formations, which even though those penalties might only be five yards, it can really set back the entire drive. So that was something that I, I liked. But yeah, back to stuff that I didn't really like. Um, more defensively this time, uh, I know, it, I don't know if you saw, but he was like liking yeah. some tweets. Uh, yeah, that's all. But <laughs> Quan Martin, okay, I don't really know what to say, but Quan <laughs> Martin, um, I, I had very high expectations for him coming into this game. I thought he was going to be one of the best rookies like immediately on from this draft class. So that could also possibly be the reason why I don't think he played that well. But also he had that, I think he had two penalties, right? Two holding penalties. Um, he made some good tackles and stuff. But yeah, what were your thoughts on Quan Martin in that whole situation? Yeah, he's a rookie, so he's going to make mistakes. Don't want to make excuses for him at all, but he had two holding penalties. I thought the first one was a holding penalty, but the second one was a little questionable to me. Then he got beat for the touchdown as well. Uh, The liking tweets, I'm not a fan of that because as a player, you don't want to get on Twitter. Twitter Mm -hmm. is a place for trolls. People don't even have their profile picture. People get Twitter profiles just to troll. There's pages just to troll. There's there's even – Pages like uh, Butt Crack Sports, and they have blue yeah. sets. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what's some of the like the Hater uh, Central for the, the Hater NBA. Central, yeah. Yeah, so there's mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's the worst place you need to go. And we've seen players from other teams, like Jalen Rager, go back and forth with fans on Twitter through their DMs, threatening fans. Yeah. We've seen Kadarius Tony go back and forth with Giants fans. Oh, yeah. So Twitter is not the place to go after a game, especially if you have a bad game. Mm-hmm. I get it. He may be using it for motivation. I get that, liking tweets. And a lot of the tweets that I saw – they weren't like tweets attacking him personally because we've seen fans be like, oh, yeah. you're trash and use curse words and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot, a lot of the tweets from fans were actually honest tweets like, you know, he's struggling or he got beat on this play, yep. you know, stuff like that. Somebody did say he was getting cooked and stuff like that. But yeah. I, I thought fans were pretty respectful to him. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think Commander fans are probably the nicest fans out of the whole NFCs. We're probably yeah. like the nicest fans out of all of them. I agree. Especially <laughs> compared to Philly. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's the last thing he wants to do. 
Um, if I'm wrong, I'd probably be like, hey, man, I get it. You're a young guy, but stay off of Twitter, man. Don't, <laughs> that's the last thing you want to do. So, he, he, you know, you don't want to define your, yourself or your game by looking at Twitter. And even if you have a good game, there's still going to be trolls and stuff, even if you have a good game. So, um, yeah. but it, it, we'll see how he performs in a Ravens game. I think he's a super talented player. Mm-hmm. Now people are jumping jumping ship on him and saying, oh, we should have drafted off the lineman or a tight end in the second round. Personally, yeah. I did want to get alignment or a tight end in the second round that was, that was my preference mm-hmm. uh, but I, I still i still like the pick because he he, he it, if he plays to the, the potential that we believe in because you think he's going to be a great player too i think he's going to be a great player as well yeah and he, he had a solid camp um from what i heard but um mm-hmm. i think he's still a talented player he you know he can play corner he can play safety he can play buffalo nickel he can play uh in the slot and play as, as a slot corner so yeah it's just one game just wipe mm-hmm. it from your mind. Get ready for the Ravens on Monday night, and go from there. So, because if you play bad again, then you know people are gonna say say the same thing. So, if I if I remember, I personally leave it alone. Honestly, that's the last yeah. thing. The last thing you want to do is go on Twitter and, and look at stuff that people in Google and, and search your own name because mm-hmm. that's what he did. He searched that's, his own yes, name, yeah, and he <laughs> he, he looked on it because nobody even added him. Nobody <laughs> nobody mentioned him or added his name on Twitter or on any of the yeah. tweets. So. But I'm, I'm I'm a fan of the guy, so that's that's my advice from him, you know, for him. I know he's probably not listening, but that's my advice. From him. Yeah, I mean, like, I know the worst part is when, like, other players start getting involved, too, and it becomes an even bigger thing. I know yeah, some Jeremy of Reeves. Jeremy Reeves as well. But, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about this, like, too much, but, mm. like, he, there's a ton of stuff about, like, jumping sh- ship and stuff and, like, stay, stay hating on him even when he does good. Mm. Like, that's, that's not really necessary. Yeah. It's really not like fans are gonna be fans. You just gotta deal with it. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty much it. Any anything else you want to say on what you didn't like from the Some of game? The duds or a stock stock yeah. down one, guys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's easy to say Sadiq Charles because he just hasn't been playing. But every he didn't time, even play at all, he, yeah. yeah he hasn't been <laughs> but I heard he took uh, reps with the first team today. Okay, yeah. So. I, I think Eric Benemy. I think Eric Benemy likes Sadiq Charles a lot because he. I think he scouted Sadiq Charles at LSU when when they because uh, I know they drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. So I think he's. I think Eric Benemy has a relationship with Sadiq Charles. So for some reason, I feel like they're still putting Sadiq Charles on the first team for some reason. So we'll see. I mean, it's still a competition. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. Stock down might be Dax Milne for me again, just because. Yeah. As a punt returner, like he literally stepped out of bounds. It's like, oh yeah, like what are you I doing? Forgot about that. Yeah, like Dax, yeah. what's going on, man? Seriously, like, do you know where you're going? Like, can you do anything other than fair catch? And I, I, I like that he doesn't muff the punt because we saw what happened with Steven Sims. Steven Sims muffed a yeah. bunch of punts, mm-hmm. and we saw how much that hurt the team. But you got to give us something. Like, you got to give us at least five to ten yards. Can you give us at least ten yards on a punt return? Like, we can't yeah. even really get that from him right now. So. That's a guy that kind of has some stock down. I do feel like they should try to give Jared Patterson a couple more carries. We'll see what happens with that. So I'm not going to yep. say stock down for him, we, but he didn't get any carries. Yeah, we didn't see any of Jonathan Williams. Yeah. He had zero carries. So Yeah, Jonathan Williams, too. I'm with him, too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Ben St. Well, no, Jesus didn't really – they didn't really target him much either. Yeah. Um, Cody Barton, I was looking at um, – PFF, his grade was pretty bad. I don't yeah. know because of some of the reverse. Yeah, I they were really... killing us with reverse. Like Elijah Moore had a reverse. Then they did another reverse. Yeah. So I'm not gonna say stock down on him, but you know, I've, I've heard yeah. he's had a good camp so far. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, 
put mm-hmm. his stock down right now. Yeah, he did not look that bad in terms of his 25 or whatever. Yeah, basically, PFF like a 30.1 PFF 30 or something like that. Yeah, it was bad. I think he was like the worst graded defensive player yeah. on the team. And then but, Fidarian Mathis, it's not oh, his yeah. fault, but yeah. the injuries. So he didn't practice today. Logan Thomas again. You know, is Cole Turner taking his spot as tight end number one? We'll see. I, I kind of hope that happens later down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are some guys where it's kind of like Fedarian's like, yeah, you know, yeah. he went back into the game, but it's like you got injured on your first play of the game against the Jaguars and you get injured again in the first quarter against mm-hmm. the uh, Browns. So it's like, you know, we'll see. Yeah. It's very early for Fedarian. Well, also, like some of the, I was looking at also the 22 and some of the plays. He was not winning when he was on the field. He was not winning his matchups. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really like they didn't really run the ball that much mm-hmm. on those first. They it was really just Watson throwing a lot. But so again, he's mainly like a run stopper. So he didn't really get to see his strengths play out. But his pass rush wasn't really doing anything. But yeah, um, I think that was it for pretty much everyone that was like stocked down. Talked about Dax, Quan Martin, uh, Andrew Wiley. Yeah, anyone else? I think that was it, though. Yeah, and then just in practice, too, like, Fidari Math, is, he's been getting manhandled by Mason Brooks on one-on-one. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on, too. Yeah. Um, but once again, it's, it's it's very early. Yeah. All right, yeah, we talked about this a little bit, the injuries that have uh, happened over the past week. Logan Thomas still dealing with his calf strain. He's now missed over a week of practice. Um, Chase Young, Fidari Mathis, both were injured during the game on Friday night. Chase Young did not come back into that game, and he was doing individual drills today. I was kind of confused. Federian Mathis, they said that like he wasn't at practice today, but then Rivera said he was. So I'm not <laughs> exactly sure. But like all the beat reporters said that he wasn't there and Ron Rivera said he was. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll see what's with what's happening with him and Sadiq Charles. Uh did they did he get some first you said he got some first team reps today? I know you're doing individual mm-hmm. drills for most of the week, so um looking like they're like playing him some more slowly. So. Yeah, yeah. They said the practice was light today too. Yeah. So that's probably that's probably a big reason why, mm-hmm. you know, whenever they really get physical out there, he's he yeah. just hasn't played. Sadiq Charles hasn't played at all. So and then Fedarian Mathis, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's 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 a little worrying that he's been getting manhandled a little bit here and there. And then Sam Cosby body slammed him when they had that yeah. brawl during practice. Yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> awesome. But also uh, another like transaction news. Um, today Washington went ahead and signed tight end Caden Smith. I was looking at his RAS. Uh, mm-hmm. it was it was not great. It was like a three. <laughs> so again, I don't know anything about this guy. I know he got drafted by the Giants a few years ago. Um, I don't really remember him that much. So mm-hmm. again, don't really know that much. But based off his RAS alone, don't think he's going to be making that much of an impact in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in in the other other like transaction, um. They released Colby Wadman. 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 But yeah, that was kind of expected. Trust White didn't uh punt in the in Friday's game due to his injury. But uh yeah, Wadman punted, did not do that great. Like he was he was okay, but mm. I mean I guess we're kinda of used to having like a top five punter right. every year. So yeah. Yeah, so Caden Smith, I actually think I'm keeping an eye on that signing, to be honest with you, because our our, our tight end room, we already had an injury with Armani Rogers. Yep, he's sure. out for the season now. Logan Thomas tore his ACL in 2021, and then he he played what 11 games last year. Yeah, um, 
so recently he's just been he's had a lot of injuries the last year and a half. So how much can you really trust him to stay healthy? He's not getting any younger. So I mean, John Bates doesn't really provide much in the pass catching game. So this guy Caden Smith, he he might he might play a couple of games this year. Like who knows? Yeah. He didn't play at all last year. Now, if you remember the Chase Young Bowl against the Giants, where it went to overtime. Yeah. And we lost that game, but won the Chase Young Bowl. Caden Smith had two touchdowns in the game. That that game was in 2019. That was the last game that we were the Skins. Mm-hmm. That was our last game playing as the Skins at FedEx before we changed the name to Washington Football to the Washington Football Team. But um, yeah, Caden Smith he had a good rookie year. He had like 33 catches for 300 yards, yeah. a couple of touchdowns. So he's had production in the league before. So I, I think he may he he might make the roster. He might if they keep four. Yeah. I think they, I think he might make the roster. He could just be a, a camp body. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I'm I'm not sleeping on that signing. I'm not. And yeah, he's not athletic at all. He ran a four nine forty yeah. yard dash. He has no not really athletic yeah. at all. Doesn't give you any run after the catch ability. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But the punter, yeah, I mean if, that mean, that must mean that Tressway is healthy. So yeah, uh, he came in for a game and and you know I, I thought he was you know so he was he was so so he was fine. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. Don't forget about Curtis Hodges as well. He's also yeah, Curtis Hodges. Yeah, that is true. That so, is true. um, I think I guess if Washington were to keep four tight ends on the roster, it'd be up between Hodges and Smith. I know Hodges did not play. We didn't really talk about him that much, but he mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't amazing during the game on Friday night. So yeah, um, um yeah. the only thing I, I feel kind of I'm not gonna say I feel bad for the third string guys or the fourth string guys. Mitchell Tinsley made a good play. Yeah. The only thing I'll say is that. You know, Jake Fromm. And he, Jake Fromm's had some good plays in training camp, from what mm-hmm. I've heard. But yes. we all know Jake Fromm is, you know, he's he's, he's Jake know, Fromm. He's, he, yeah, he's Jake Fromm. Jake from yeah. State Farm. You know, he yeah. the games that we that he's played in the NFL have not been great. When we played when he was with the Giants, Giants but, you know, yeah. Bobby McCain got two pretty easy interceptions off of him, and so Jake Fromm hasn't been the best quarterback in the world. I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it for the injuries. Now let's take let's take a look ahead at this upcoming week. We've got some pretty important practices on. Was it Tuesday and Wednesday, or is it Wednesday? Thursday? Yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday. It's Tuesday and Wednesday. So we got some pretty important practices against the Baltimore Ravens on Tuesday and Wednesday. What are you looking to see in those practices, and what are your expectations for those? Um, of course, just how Sam plays. That's the easy yeah. thing to say right there. Um, I want to say the defense, how they do against a mobile quarterback. Of course, Lamar is not going to be able to run around like a game because, you know, you're just going to be able to tap him and he'll be down. Uh, but I, I do want to see how Emmanuel Forbes does against their wide receivers. They have some good receivers. Rashad Bateman's a good receiver. Odell Zay Beckham. Flowers. Yeah, Zay Flowers is a good rookie receiver. Odell Beckham is a good receiver still. They got Aguilar. Aguilar, is a, he's a pretty good, like, number three receiver. Yeah. So they have some guys over there. And then, of course, we always struggle against tight ends. Mm-hmm. So how do they guard Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely? They've got some really good tight ends. We always struggle against tight ends. You know, Jamin Davis had a good practice today. Cody Barton, how do they match up against tight ends as well? And uh, how does our offensive line do, of course? You know, they got some good pass rushers. They got a good a solid linebacker in Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. Mm-hmm. So how do they match up against their D-line? Uh, that's that's a big question, Mark. How does Wiley look out there? How does Leno look? How does Negates, Cosme? And it looks like it's going to be Chris Paul because Charles won't play. So those are some things I'm looking at. And then um, I, I would say uh, Eric Bieniemy, of course, and then the D-line, they should dominate. Morgan Moses is, is their starting right tackle. I'm looking at their roster right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Chase Young, Norman yeah. is Morgan Moses, and 
Montez Sweat and those guys. Uh, I, I, I like Morgan Moses while he was here. He was he was a, he was a solid mm-hmm. solid right tackle. So those are the things I'm looking for. I'm going. I'm going to be there in person. So I'm definitely yeah. going to look there. I, I want to hear his intensity, his attention to detail. Detail. So I'm, I'm super excited. I think the energy is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. Battle of the Beltway. This is something that they may they they probably should try to do this every two years or if not every year they should definitely do joint practices yep. every season. It's something that we should have been doing uh, mm-hmm. a long time ago. I'm so happy they finally decided to do it. So. Yeah, of course, I'm looking at Sam. Look at the quarterback, Sam and Jacoby. How do they do? Emmanuel Forbes, how, how does he match up against some of these wide receivers? And um, just the offensive line, how do they hold up? How do they hold up for Sam? Yeah, I mean, again, uh, one, one thing I do want to mention, like you said, the offensive line is pretty weak. I mean, it, we didn't really see that much. Product. We, like, we, the starting defensive line against Cleveland didn't get any sacks in that game. I'm hoping in the preseason game at least we see a sack on Lamar Jackson. I know it's harder – to get to yeah. Lamar Jackson, but I want to see like individual matchups that we win. Like Deron Payne's got to win his matchups, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Chase Young. And so like at least apply pressure on Lamar Jackson because not that didn't really happen that much. And again, they struggled containing Watson in the pocket. And when he ran outside of the pocket and like when he scrambled and stuff, Washington really struggled. So Again, Lamar Jackson, he's he's an even better scrum. He's like the best uh, yeah. scrambling quarterback in the league. So Yeah, he is. Yeah. And Jack Del Rio, he struggles against scrambling quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the joint practices Tuesday and Wednesday in Baltimore. And then the preseason game is next Monday. National television, ESPN, Sam Howell versus the 24-game winning streak. How long do you want <laughs> Sam Howell to play? And, uh, yeah, how long do you want Sam Howell to play? Definitely the whole first quarter. I like what they did on Friday, too, because they didn't look good. And Ron and Eric were like, hey, let's go back out there. Let's run one more series. Mm-hmm. So even if they have to do something like that just to end on a high note, I, I don't mind seeing that either. Uh, so I, I would say the first quarter, the whole first yeah. quarter for sure. And then Jacoby gets the second. And um, you can just put Fromm in probably in the last half. And- you got to win the game, though. We do have to yeah, win yeah, game, yeah, yeah. If, if we want to win – then, then it's going to be tough. Not, yeah. Tyler, I was looking at Tyler. Tyler Huntley got injured because I was watching the, the Ravens mm-hmm. against the Eagles. Yeah, Tyler Huntley did get injured, but he I want to say he came, he came back in the game, and then they yeah. sold him out for Josh Johnson. Josh yeah. Johnson, the former commander, he's on there. He's on the Ravens as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Anthony Brown, but yeah. um, all their quarterbacks can run, and uh-huh. they, of course, that, yeah. they did that on purpose. Like they they want every quarterback to be similar to Lamar Jackson, so they can run that same. Mm-hmm. Even though they, they have a new offensive coordinator. Tom, Tom, Duncan, Tom Duncan. But they purposely, you know, sign guys that are mobile. Like Tyler Huntley, he's Tyler, like was it last year or two years ago when we played the Ravens and we just got blown out. Like Tyler uh, Huntley looked like two years. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. It was, yeah. it was that FedEx. And Tyler Huntley looked like an MVP candidate against the commander's yeah. second string defense. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. So Tyler Huntley, every time he plays us in preseason. He mm-hmm. has a field goal, field day, and they their their roster like their backups are really good. Yep. Like their backups are darn good. Like they have a, you can see why they win so many preseason games because their second and third string guys are are really really good. Like they're really mm-hmm. really good. Like Tyler Huntley is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the game. Um, yeah, Anthony Brown. Don't forget about him too. He looked yeah. pretty good in the yeah, preseason yeah. last year. Yeah, he did. He was cooking. His, um, it was uh, who was the corner for us? It was Danny Johnson who was just yeah. left and right. And Anthony mm-hmm. Brown was just gunslinging the ball. 
down the field. So um, Gus Edwards is good. He's like their third string back. Yeah, he's gonna be playing. They have all Melvin lot. Gordon and then like Melvin Gordon. Yeah, they yeah, have a lot so, of depth. Yeah, yeah, they do. They 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 they're like they're they're built for the pre. They're yeah. they're a good regular season team. They're a playoff team, but mm. their backups are like a, a really good preseason team yeah. too. Do you like? I know you said it's Justin wants, Tucker too. He made oh, a sixty yeah. yard kick. 60, so he's he's in mid season form already. Yeah. Like, yeah, but um, do. Again, you said you said Sam Howell for like the first quarter stuff. Do you you kind of like talked about the same thing that happened during the Cleveland game? Mm-hmm. Howell for the first quarter, Brissett for second quarter, Fromm for the rest. I mean, do you want to see that same thing with the starters too, or do you want to see Terry Moore, Jahan Moore, or do you want them to re- do you want do you want them to rest like the big guys like Terry mm-hmm. and Jonathan Allen? I would play them only because they're not going to play in the third game. I think the yeah. third game is going to be guys who are trying to make the roster. And mm-hmm. I don't even think Sam's going to play in the third game. Like last mm-hmm. year, Carson Wentz didn't play in the third game. Yeah, I think Heineke played a little bit. I can't remember. I think Heineke no, I think it was from for that. was in the oh. third in the third game. I, I got to look it up, but I know no starters playing that third game, and they should not. And then the only thing is they have such a large gap from mm-hmm. the second game to the first game because the first game this season is September. It was Hal for the entire game, by the way. Yeah. The third game. yeah. Excuse me, Hal. Because, yeah, Heineke was second string, and the Hal was, in the, was the third string guy last year. Mm-hmm. So Hal played the whole game. Yeah, the first game is September 10th. So next week, Monday is going to be, what, August 21st? So August yeah. 21st till September 10th. That's that's just a long gap to uh, play, play a game, you know. So mm-hmm. I, 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 would get the, I would get the most out of the starters, honestly, in this game. Yeah. I, I would play them because I, I think Lamar is going to play – and the Ravens, they're intense, man. They they take preseason seriously. They really do. Yeah. So they're going to play hard, and um, so I, I I would I would play Sam this whole first quarter, so he can get the yeah. reps. The enemy can get some reps with these guys. Just get some type of chemistry before we play in in three weeks. All right. Well, yeah. Anything else you would want to add before wrap things up? No, man. Just shout out to you, man. Seriously, like yeah. you've been holding it down in training camp. I know the commanders, you know, the NFL, they try to like stop yeah. you, stop people from recording because I went a couple years ago. They were like really strict and stuff, but you found a way yeah. to get a lot of content out, man. Seriously, like without mm-hmm. you, because a lot of beat reporters, they don't like to like they'll do play by play. Yeah, they can't. Record, they can't. Yeah, they so. can't record. And sometimes they miss stuff. And like you got stuff that beat reporters don't even talk about or yeah. plays that they haven't talked about. So I, I've. You know, I've been following you, of course, and I saw your stuff, man. I, I always give you your credit, too, in my videos, yeah. too. Like, I try to give you your credit because I've seen people not give you credit on some of the videos on Twitter, too. Yeah. But, no, you've been holding it down, man. Like, each day you've been out there, uh, <laughs> ten toes down out there, riding on the cheese bus, on the school yeah. bus, getting to the getting yeah. to practices. So, man, shout out to you, man. Seriously. Yeah. Like, you caught that that Terry McLaurin catch that happened that, that went, last week. That went crazy. Yeah, that, was, that was, wow, that was a hell of a catch. I think you got like a thousand retweets on that. So I'm yeah, just ESPN reposted. Yeah, ESPN, yeah. So did they give you your credit? Yeah, they did. They did, that's account. awesome. So yeah, I've just been, you know, intrigued seeing your, your Twitter grow. So I'm, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just been an awesome training camp for you. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, well, th- yeah thank you for hop- hopping on. Um, where can people find you? Because I know you've been like yeah. making recap videos every day. Oh yeah, yeah, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, you can type in Ed Oliver Skins or um, Ed Oliver Commanders. You can type that in on on YouTube, and then on Twitter is uh, E D T Triple O F L A Double T. And um, if you like the Wizards, if you're a Wizards fan or even an NBA fan, you can find me on YouTube on a Locked On Wizards podcast as well.
Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for hopping on. Um, we're going to have, uh, ne- okay, next week's episode will be on Tuesday because, and it'll be a little bit later in the day on Tuesday because, of course, the Washington game is that Monday night. So that'll be it for this week's episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. Thank you, Ed, for hopping on. Um, see you guys next one. Peace. Mm-hmm.